Welcome to Unpacking the Box. This is Linnea, your host. Hey, y'all. I hope this finds you all doing well. I hope you had an amazing week thus far. Today is Wednesday, and your girl is back with another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new to me, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate y'all for taking time out of your busy schedules to listen to your girl. Tonight, I'm not alone. I had an awesome conversation with some special guests, you guys. Check it out. All right, you guys. Today, I have two very special guests. I came across this amazing couple, you guys, on Instagram. They are therapists, relationship coaches, the co-founders of BlackLoveAndMarriage.com, and they are the parents of five beautiful children. I'd like to welcome Ayize and Ayana Mayat to the show. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey. Yes, and first of all, I just want y'all to know I have practiced over and over how to say your names. Your names are so dope. <laughs> I was like, I gotta get it right. <laughs> yes, I was like, when you said it right, you should have seen my face. I said, oh, what you find out? That was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I practiced and practiced. I said, girl, you gotta get this right now. <laughs> all right, so, <laughs> so for those who don't know, where are you guys from? We are from um, the DMV, the D.C. metro area. We're from originally Prince George's County, right outside of D.C. in Maryland. I'm uh, born, I was born in D.C., but raised in Fort Washington, mm-hmm. Maryland, and my husband. Yeah, I was born in Alexandria, and I'm um, raised in Fort Washington and Oxford Hill, and mm-hmm. did some travels to Virginia, Williamsburg, Virginia, lived there for a few years, and I spent the majority of my time in D.C. County. Yeah. Okay, I'm from Maryland, too. Yes. Yes, I am from Baltimore. Yep, I am Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Everyone says that they're like, we can tell by the way you guys talk. <laughs> yep. All right. So, how long have you two been together? Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, so you guys are therapists, relationship coaches. So for those who don't know, tell us, what do you do? How, how do you help couples? So, yes. So basically, our backgrounds are in um, clinical training and in social work and counseling. And while that's our training and, and how we came into the work, um, getting that kind of training, which really looks back at somebody's background, your, your childhood, some of the things that have happened along the way in your life to figure out how to help you with what you're dealing with now. While that's important and that's helpful in the process, we combine coaching with the work that we do because coaching looks at the here and now and recognizes that there have been some things that have impacted you, um, perhaps in terms of your relationship development. Perhaps you don't trust men because your daddy um, wasn't consistent in your life or perhaps you um, had the mommy issues and it's coming up in your relationship or you're a serial cheater because you don't trust or whatever it is. And so we really help people dig out of the most difficult issues, but um, we don't just rely on 
traditional um, counseling techniques, we pay attention to coaching, which is really about accountability and pushing people to move outside of their comfort zone and take action and do something different. Because we can philosophize all day about, you know, what had happened and when I was little and this happened mm-hmm. and that and, you know, um, you know, he cheated on me and I just don't trust him anymore and she's this and she's that. But at the end of the day, you got to be willing to take action. And so I think people who are attracted to working with us don't just want to talk every week. Um, they want to be able to be held accountable to move and do something different so they can have a different experience um, in their relationship. So that's really um, how we, we work. We really help people to look at themselves and see how they're showing up in their relationship based on doing some of their own personal work. And, of course, because we're married and, um, you know, of the opposite sex, then we have a complimentary kind of way that we work with folks um, where people feel like, oh, okay, like, it's not just this woman's perspective or a man's perspective. Um, they kind of get a balanced view. Um, and the fact that we're doing the work, but we're also living as a married couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we're pretty transparent about the stuff that we've gone through makes it that much more easy for us to, to be able to be relevant to people in terms of how we work with them. So that's just a little, a little snapshot. Yeah. Yes. So, like, what inspired you guys to set out to help couples? Was it something that made you, like, want to do it? Yeah, so about, maybe about, like, 10 years ago now, um, my wife and I, we were um, having some unique challenges in our relationship. And so we decided to, we went to church one day. Mm-hmm. And there, um, during the marriage ministry, there was a workshop that was being provided by um, the marriage ministry. Um, and the workshop was focused on, you know, healing in your relationship. And, and um, we sat there, we listened, and they were offering a course um, that we could participate in. So it was uh, along with several other couples that had the opportunity to participate in this course. And so we tried it out. Um, initially, I was a bit hesitant, reluctant, because I thought, of course, that my wife was the one that had all the issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, until this day, I still say the same thing, that you got all the issues. Um, 
doing this work. I ain't never thought this is what we was gonna be doing. I always say that. Never I never ever <laughs> you're called to places that you don't realize um you're going to go. Um and you end up doing things that, you know, are, are bigger than you. And I think I think that's definitely how we feel. That that's very true. Yeah. Well, you guys are certainly good at it. You're really good at it. I can relate to a lot of the videos that you put out. I'm like, oh my God, that's me and my husband right there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. So how, cause I know a lot of couples are hesitant, um, especially when they're about to get married, um, going into like counseling, how beneficial is it to have counseling before you get married? where I was talking to a gentleman and one of the questions that I asked him was, you know, why, why do men have such a hard time communicating? So I just want, and I want, and I'm so glad we're talking, I'm talking to you guys about this because I just want, I feel like there's never a clear answer 
um, as to why, you know, why they have such a, you know, trouble communicating. Um, and so for the people all the way in the back, men and women, but mostly the men, <laughs> can you tell them why communication is so imperative in a relationship, in any relationship? because it's, it's the way in which you transmit thoughts, emotions, um, you know, feelings, understandings, dreams, ideas, goals, passions. Um, it, it's how you get who you are present in the room, present in the experience. And so it's how you show up, the way you communicate. And, and you know, I think that it's really important that, number one, in terms of even how you phrase the question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't personally think that men have a problem with communicating. I think that men communicate differently. Mm-hmm. So I think that the, the idea of how men communicate needs to be more widely accepted and also more widely understood. Um, and so when it comes to how men and women speak or even express themselves, again, it might not be as verbose as a woman, but it doesn't mean that he is not communicating. Um, and I can't categorically say that it's just men. Sometimes women aren't as verbose as, as um, you know, we tend to see, we have a tendency to think that they are, and they're communicating differently as well. So communication extends way beyond what you say. It's how you say what you say, and even outside of how you say what you say, what are the gestures, what are the subtleties that are taking place in the interaction between you and your partner that are also a form of communication, too? And so whether it's a look, whether it's a glance, whether it's a touch, whether it's just being in my presence, those are all ways to communicate, too. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we have to expand our understanding of what communication consists of, and also give each other some grace in the process and open to understanding what it looks like for men to communicate versus what it looks like for women to communicate. But it's definitely critical. Relationships won't work if you aren't communicating. And I would even go as far to say is that if you aren't verbalizing your thoughts and feelings, that will pose a challenge. But there has to be some mutual understanding that it goes beyond just the verbalization of what you think of it. True. That's true. That's that's a fair answer. Yes. Because I think it's so, and I was explaining to him, it's so difficult to be the talker all the time in the relationship. You're always talking because, you know, we are talkative beings anyway. Women, we love to talk. So it's like it's hard when we're not getting that back. But we also need to make it more comfortable, too, for men to express themselves as well. Um, so, yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I, I think that I know for a fact, and I can't even speak for our relationship, but at certain points in time, when I don't feel like they feel comfortable with me being upside my head, but it doesn't feel like together for like a long period of time um how how can they keep their relationship spicy and healthy oh that's a great one we, we focus on that quite a bit because we talk about the fact that monotony and routine um you know all that kind of stuff just the same old same old it is the enemy um of a really hot heated beautiful wonderful um marriage and so you have to really be intentional i think that
work and taking them to soccer practice with if you have kids and taking the dog out and all of that stuff, you have to still be able to figure out how to bring in um, the newness. But the thing is, is that um, now you are sharing those responsibilities when you're dating and when you're not married to someone, you all kind of live these separate lives where the only thing you all come together to do is have fun, have a good time, spend time, build with one another. And then you go back to your separate lives and pay your bills and go to work and, you know, clean the house and that kind of thing. When you um, get married, all of that stuff gets combined and, and it can very easily get lost. So what we tell folks is schedule. Schedule the times that you're going to even have sex. Schedule sex. Schedule um, mm-hmm. the times that you're going to have date nights. Put it on, um, you know, uh, one person say, you got date night for this month. I got date night for the next time. Mm-hmm. So you have to really put it into your schedule. Sometimes folks are like, man, I don't want to do that because that's taking away the spice and taking away the this and the that. But it works. I'm, I'm telling you, like, that, that works when you actually are intentional about scheduling and about really pushing yourself to come outside of your comfort zone and do new things. Um, when you all do that and you talk about it and you have an expectation, like what you bring in. Oh, what you bring in? Oh, I got the activity. Oh, you got the activity? Mm-hmm. You have a little competition. You know, okay. and you create that culture, that culture inside of your marriage. So that's, that's really, really important. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, okay. So I want, I want to know you, you guys' thoughts on this. So I see a lot on social media, couples, um, some in the public eye, some not in the public eye, but this, this cheating thing, right? So you're in a relationship and your, your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend, they cheat on you. And I'm seeing a lot of relationships where the person is, they, I guess they've forgiven the person and then they're trying to, they're staying, they're making it work. And I know there's so many different factors. Some people are married and some people have children. Um, so I want to know from you guys, like how, where, like, how do you start to come back from something like that? If you, if you both, you know, choose to continue on with the relationship, how can you, how can you come back from something like that? Cause I, me personally, I just don't, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it. Well, yeah, so so there are, there's quite, it's, it's quite a layered question you've asked, but I think yeah. what we'll do is we'll, we'll kind of lift up two things that are really important. Mm-hmm. The first thing seems obvious, Linnea, but I'm going to tell you, we work with hundreds of couples, and sometimes some folks just don't get it. First of all, the person who's cheating got to stop cheating. Right. People will still be keeping people on the side and like, oh, well, we just, well, we just text like one once a week, we don't really feel, I don't go over there no more. You know, you have to cut that off. You have to cut the person off entirely. You have to um, make the decision that you are boxing out that part of your life and shutting it down all the way. And while that seems like common sense, perhaps to myself, my husband, and you, and they, a lot of people do not understand that. And so they're still holding mm-hmm. on to that relationship. Because the real talk, you cheat on somebody, you develop feelings for that person. Yeah, yeah. You have a bond. Yeah, you have a bond with that person, right? It, it, it may be definitely a lot of times it's more than sexual. There's yeah. an emotional piece. And that's rough. People don't want to let that go. But you have to be willing to do that. That's number one. Um, and then the second thing um, that's really important, I'll let my husband speak to it, is really about putting in some real rigid parameters and accountability in terms of how you move forward. And, and couples seem to get confused about that, too. Like, is it okay for me to... They don't want to give a password. They don't want to 
you know, necessarily give you the um, access to the computer, to the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to check in and see things and, and uh, you know, to make phone calls and, you know, are uncomfortable with their partner popping up at work. And so they try to box out their partner. Not the person. Yeah, the person who cheated. cheated. And the reality is that when you do that, you're um, silently being complicit with the person who you should not be in a relationship with. You're not the person you're having an affair with. And so, again, if the priority is your marriage, if the priority is your partner, then you have to box that other person out. Be willing to be open, transparent, be willing to be accountable to that person, and expose yourself. Expose and be present in the relationship versus trying to find ways to keep your partner and play defense against the person that you love. It just don't work that way. You got to be accountable. You got to eat humble pie, do everything yeah. you can to demonstrate, I'm here. Oh, can I see your phone? Yes, you can. Well, where you going now? I'm going over here. You're going to be out tonight. Can you call me at 5 o'clock? Can you call me at 632? Yes, I can. I mean, that's how you got to roll. And um, the real talk is not a deal you know, Now, how how do you both manage to balance like working together, plus being you know your own couple, having your own relationship, your own marriage, and parenthood? How does that is it does it present a challenge? Um, it's really about the communication. That's what helps us to, to really kind of um, keep the hustle going while staying together. 
Yes, and you said something so interesting, and I never heard that before. Where you said there's really no balance, because it, it, I, I feel that there is not, because I, you know, I'm, I'm married, I have three kids, we got work, we got, I got a lot of things going on. It's difficult. It's hard. Yes, yes, you're right, and I think people like we want it to be. We want to say, oh yeah, go take some time for you. I ain't never experienced it that way. I was saying that for a long time, and I realized, you know what, it ain't no balance. But, but let's just have a real conversation. Let me first be real about myself. About right now, I'm going to be leaning more into my work. Right now, I need to pull away from my work. I need to focus on my children because they need me more. Right now, my husband is telling me still to back away from on the computer too much. So I need to lean in more to him. So something's going to have to suffer. But I'm not going to give up um, parts of myself or parts of my past um, or parts of my family. I'm just going to have to learn how to, to juggle and do it um, intelligently. And I think that's really what, what the goal is for me and for our family. Yes. Okay. So I saw that you guys have a program um, that couples can join. It's called Unstuck. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that and where we can sign up? Absolutely. So the um, Unstuck Relationship Coaching Program is a new program that we just kicked off actually during um, this Black Friday weekend. And it's actually not a couples program. Most of what we have done um, has been around um, focusing on couples. So they have to participate with your partner. This is a relationship coaching program, and it is a group process where folks can sign up and come together um, for a period of five weeks and participate in five weekly live classes and, and group sessions. Then, in addition to that, um, separate and apart, another point during the week, we come back together and we do live Q&A with everybody in the group and do a call so that everybody can talk through what they're dealing with, what they're focusing on, and get their questions answered. Um, and as well, um, people can also um, have kind of a supportive place um, because there are going to be some support sessions. And those will be different because they're not just about teaching, learning the things you need to learn, but they're also about just getting some support and recognizing that there are other people who deal with the same stuff as you. Um, in, in that class, um, and then that group, it's going to be a group process one day. We're talking about sex and increasing the fire and desire in your relationship, mm -hmm. elevating your communication, um, learning how to manage your conflict better, and how to make sure that you are intensifying and keeping the emotional closeness and intimacy that you need in your, your marriage. So whatever the issues are, the reason we call it unstuck is because folks usually get stuck in one of these areas, whether it's around talking to each other, Arguing all the time, having conflicts, not feeling close like you spend a time, and I don't feel like you're really feeling me, I'm not feeling you, or if it's in the bedroom and it's around sex, people get stuck in those areas and want to help people to be able to get unstuck. So couples can come, but also people can sign up individually um, and come and participate in this five-week program. Um, and so we're really excited about that. Um, and people can find it um, by going to, and right now we, um, we uh, uh, are working on getting a easier way to go, go, to, go to it. But it's www.bit.ly so forward slash unstuck coaching program. Um, and folks can also um, hit us up um, and they can go to blackleathermarriage.com um, or reach out to us um, by calling us or emailing us. Um, and that information is on blackleathermarriage.com so that they can get more information about the program. Yes. So you guys make sure that sounds like amazing stuff. That really sounds amazing. And um, you guys make sure that you keep up with them and you follow them and sign up. And that's so great that it's for everyone. We all can get some of your gems. 
<laughs> you guys stay dropping those gems. <laughs> You're welcome. So listen, it's been so fun, so amazing. I'm so glad you guys came on the show. Yes, thank you so much. I really hope you all enjoyed that. I am so happy, so grateful, so thankful that I got the opportunity to speak with them. They are a really amazing couple, very cool, very down to earth, and they're doing some really amazing things, you guys. So keep up with them, okay? All right. If you want to keep up with your girl, you know where to find me. I have two Instagram pages, Linnea underscore blogs underscore her underscore way unpacking underscore the underscore box underscore podcast that's my two instagram pages or you can email me directly at unpacking the box podcast at gmail.com if you are enjoying this podcast thus far make sure you subscribe leave your girl a review a comment feedback something you know let me know that you're enjoying the show so that I can work to bring you more episodes although I'm going to continue to do that anyway because I love doing it but um it is very nice when people leave a review because if you are listening and you're enjoying it you know I, I see no problem with that, you know. I do the same for my fellow podcasters, you know. If I like a podcast, I, I hit the rating button and I leave a review. It's it's that easy and it doesn't cost a thing, you know. Especially on Apple Podcasts, you know. Make sure you guys do that, okay. I'm out. I'll talk to you guys really soon. Be well.